Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's absolutely terrific to be with you today. Thanks for joining me. We have a ton of information to go over um, with the Raiders today. We're going to talk some salary cap. We're going to talk some draft, but 100% Raiders. And I think which we always talk 100% Raiders, other than the one show that we did about Nick Saban. Um. But sometimes it's about bigger issues about the NFL and how they impact the Raiders. But we're always talking Raiders here, and we're going to get into it today in a lot of detail. Before we get started, I want to remind everybody, you can go to the Facebook page of the San Antonio Black Hole Chapter. I'm going to be there next Tuesday. I'll be there next Tuesday. So today's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five days. It's going to be from 6 to 7.30. We want to see you there. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, Shannon will be with me and Dexter will be with me and um, we're going to be there just to hang out with you. It's a hundred percent free event. Um, you have to buy your own drinks and food or whatever, but from six to seven thirty, all Raiders talked with a bunch of Raiders people. I'm going to give you my thoughts on combine. I'm going to give you my uh, personal thoughts on what I think is going to happen in the draft. Um, we're going to go through and kind of talk about the off season, some things that have happened. It's going to be a great event. I know you're going to enjoy it. Um, at least I hope you're going to enjoy it, but it's going to be great. People are coming uh, from a long way. So make sure you're there. Go to the Black Hole Chapter on Facebook uh, or check my social media and um, you'll be able to see 
all the information you need to know to RSVP. But really excited, and I hope to see you there. Hope that we have a good time hanging out together. And and again, I'd love to see you all. All right. So I need to explain a couple of things because then you're going to understand how everything fills out. And and uh, let's start with first of all a salary cap. Most people just think it's. I don't know how you do your personal finances. Okay, I'm a budgeter. I know, you know, X amount of money is going to go to my mortgage, and X amount is going to go to insurance, and 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 X is going to go to everything that I do. I'm a budgeter. Um, then I know when I come in and money reaches my budget or whatever. Then I have, you know, I I budget my savings. I budget literally everything that I do. To run a salary cap, you have to be able to understand budgeting. Now, this is the formula that every team I know, and I'm connected to pretty much all of them in some way or fashion, but every team who I have information about their salary cap, this is how they do it. Now, I'm going to make some numbers up. Don't run off and say this is what Hondo said the number is, because with each team, the number is different. But let's say that a team says, okay, we're going to allocate 19% of our salary cap to the quarterback position. Okay. Again, making that figure up. I'm just giving you numbers. And we're going to allocate X percent to safety and X percent to defensive back, whatever. This is where players that have versatility become incredibly valuable. Now, you may be going along and say, man, I have 19% at my as my quarterback. I've got a really good backup, which in today's NFL, if you don't have a good backup, you're in trouble. Got to have a great backup. Or certainly somebody you think can be a great backup and you're trying to develop. So you look and you say, okay, I've got to re-sign my quarterback. Do I, to stay at 19%, here's what the market bears that he makes, I've got to cut a good backup. Or my third guy, which is, you know, usually a, I would say UDFA or you know, something, somebody you're bringing along. Do I, um, do I cut them? So a lot of teams, to re-sign their backup, go and you know let a good backup go or they make the decision all right normally we want 19% again I'm making that figure up at 19% at quarterback so I'm willing to go a little bit more so let me I'll give it in a great personal example you may be buying a car and your budget you want to budget 10% of your income for the car but you go and you fall in love with the car and you really, really like this car and you decide, okay, you know what? I'm willing to cut from other parts of my budget to buy this car. That's your choice. It's your money. And that's the same way with teams. They may make a decision, boy, we got to resign this guy, but we really need a quality backup. And we're not willing to let that guy go. So we're willing to go over the 19% threshold to bring another guy in. Now, a lot of times football fans, and not because they're bad or not because they're stupid. That's ridiculous. I can't stand it. media treat fans like they're stupid. 
because they're not. Whatever you do for a living, maybe you're a fireman or maybe you're a real estate broker or doctor or lawyer, whatever you do, doesn't mean that I'm stupid that you know more about your field. It would be stupid if I acted like you didn't. But it's because that's what you specialize in. Same exact point. These guys specialize in salary cap. So they understand, okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do too much here, I have to come over here and take from somewhere else. Now, last season, the Raiders made the decision they were going to pay over a hundred million dollars to a current offensive roster. And Chandler Jones never played, which means they had a defense in the $40 million range, which is just unfathomable to me. But they did. Okay, and look at what the Raiders did. They did a tremendous job. They rolled the dice, and especially under AP, it paid off. That's not a it's not a that's not a um winning philosophy long term. Now let's go back to the Patriots for a minute. Patriots always had a young guy they were developing. They always had a veteran, which was usually Brian Horner. And they had Tom Brady, who always took less than the market. And that's why the the, the Patriots would win sometimes with Tom Brady with, with an offense that was – they could have used some more weapons. People – I know many people who are part of the New England organization that were frustrated that they struggled at certain offensive positions on a regular basis. But Bill was a defensive guy. Tom was willing to take less money. Bill would invest it in the defense. That works if you have a quarterback who is symbiotic with that. But that all really depends on your systemology and, and how you choose to run your organization. So the reason I'm laying out how the salary cap works is I want to give you an example. Brandon Ayuk, um, I believe it was his brother, made some social media comments, and, and, and he, let's say, certainly didn't try to throw water on the fire. This would have been um, earlier this week. That night, general manager of the San Francisco 49ers, John Lynch, is like, man, you know, he's a priority. We're going to keep him, whatever. And I think Lynch is a terrific general manager, by the way. So this is not any way of a slam on Lynch. I think he's fantastic. But what 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 under what you have to understand is in the in the cryptic messaging by the Ayuk family. Vegas was mentioned. And all of a sudden, people started blowing up about Brandon Ayoub coming to the Raiders. Okay. Do I think the Raiders have a place for another receiver? Absolutely, I do. Do I think he's a very, very good receiver? Yes, I do. Now, he's going into his fifth-year option. So when people are like, Honda, why are you not writing about this? Ayuk's coming to Vegas. Well, Okay, that's like saying you want to date a girl who doesn't want to date you. The Raiders have to look. Now, they have a ton of money committed to Devontae. They paid Jacoby well, not Devontae money, I'm not pretending. Okay, and there's two number ones. Two. So if you think critically and logically, do you really think Ayuk, who's already mad that he only had three passes and or whatever it was in the Super Bowl? So that's a that's a red flag. 
you can you can go to your team and voice your concerns, but you don't need to go to social media and do it. So that's going to be a concern. And there are some teams that wouldn't care about that. Look at the Raiders. They signed Antonio Brown after issues in Pittsburgh. They didn't care. They paid a price for it. Now, there are some guys that you um, – there are some guys that you uh, – that just are like, no, we don't want troublemakers. We're just going to avoid them. Okay. Now, Bill Belichick used to go to those troublemakers and say, listen, I'll let you rehab your career. Ayuk's not in a position of needing rehab, but I'm just saying it all depends on different. Okay. Jack Jones was a guy, great player. Antonio Pierce had relationships with him. Said, listen, we're going to bring you in. But to bring you in, you're going to have to X, Y, Z, P, D, and Q. And he did. And was admirable. And I think Jack Jones was a very underrated signing by the Raiders. Now, so then you have to look at IU. Okay, whatever percentage the Raiders have for wide receiver, a lot of it's taken. Now, if you're able to get rid of Hunter, does it fill that slot? And I think Ayuk's going to be looking for a lot more money than that. Just go leave it there. But maybe he would take it. So you have to be critically thinking and ask yourself, not just is this a player I want, is it a player I can afford? Now, again, we're going to be getting to the Raiders team needs and everything. So stay with us today. I, I want, but I'm trying to line upon line, precept upon precept, explain to you what goes into a salary cap. All right. Now, John Lynch has already said we're going to pay Ayuk. We want to keep him. He said that to NFL uh, Network, I think it was, or NFL.com on uh, Tuesday evening. So why is John Lynch able to have so many stars on San Francisco's team paid a lot of money? It's because the most expensive position in football is the be is the most important position, and that's quarterback. Because Brock Purdy is on a UDFA deal, it has allowed the San Francisco 49ers to go spend a lot of money and keep a bunch of stars. When you, If they had to pay Brock Purdy going rate money, right now, Iuk wouldn't even be an issue. It wouldn't even be a consideration. We're going to exercise the fifth year. You can be unhappy, but either that or we're going to trade you. So there's a benefit to them having Purdy, a humongous benefit, humongous benefit. And so it's very important. Um, it's very important that you understand this is how the whole thing works out, that you have to benefit it. Now, how's this apply to the Raiders? Okay. I have been saying since the season started, the Raiders need to draft a quarterback. Anytime that, that an article is written or I mention Aiden O'Connell, and certainly he's earned the right to compete, you should see the voluminous response it creates. People that are either all in on Aiden or people that diss on him and don't want him. Okay. That's not, I don't have that, that privilege. I'm not a fan. My job is to analytically tell you. I have not seen from Aiden 
anything that tells me definitively he's the next Ken Stabler or he's the next superstar quarterback. In fact, I've seen some things that would make me say, okay, I need to see improvement here, here, and here. At the same time with Aiden O'Connell, who I like personally and professionally as a player, is I've not seen anything from him that says to me definitively he's not. I've seen a lot from him that says, wow, he could be. So remember I've told you this before. I had a general manager tell me eight teams in the NFL have a quarterback they know can win them a Super Bowl. Eight teams in the NFL have a quarterback they hope can win them a Super Bowl. Then there are the other 16. Um, the other 16, they're like, no. Okay. If the Raiders go out and sign a big-time quarterback, they're able to do that. But, look, and I'm going to, I'm again, I'm going to throw names out. And every time I, you throw a name out, you get the, because people want to just have a take. They don't want to listen. That's why there's a difference between hearing and listening. We can all have people talking around us and we're listening. We hear it, but it's like the old Charlie Brown telephone conversation. Blah, 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 blah. Don't be a listener, be a hearer. Okay, so let's say Kirk Cousins, who I think would fit here very well. All right, but he's going to come with a 40 to $50 million price tag. That's a huge price tag. And you know you're going to have a hit with quarterbacks that you're going to release. So it's very important to understand and garner where is this at? Where is my situation? So like Brock Purdy in San Francisco, Aiden O'Connell becomes very, very important for salary cap reasons. I don't think Aiden O'Connell should be given any job. I think the Raiders should go. If you want to go sign a veteran. Now, don't forget, they have a quarterback on uh, a futures contract already. We're going to get into him more later. They may say, okay, we like this guy as the third. Great. You know, they may say we like another guy. What a great. We like this guy. What a, whatever. You keep Aiden O'Connell, then you go draft a guy. All right. Remember Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, and I'm not calling Aiden Brett Favre. But what about Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith? So you bring a guy in. If he beats if he beats Aiden, you let him start day one. Who cares if he's a rookie? If he doesn't beat him, then you let him compete with him every week. And may the best quarterback win. Remember the Robert Griffin, Kirk Cousins, same draft. That scenario. So every decision that's made has to correspond with salary cap. How does it impact? And sometimes fans will just say, go sign that guy. Okay, that's that's great. But what about if I'm at my, I've got 12% allocated for that position. And I'm already at 12. And you may say, how can you be 12? 
Well, maybe you got a guy you paid and cut and you got to eat some debt money, whatever. So it's very important as we enter into the free agency period and as we go into the draft season that you constantly be, be focused on salary cap. Constantly have your um, your thinking about not just who I want, where do they fit. So with Ayuk, they're able to, they want to pay him more. They want him to stay because of what they have with Brock Purdy and where their salary cap is on wide receiver. They think it works. Now, you come back to the Raiders. Okay, well, we've already got two number ones. And let me tell you, you may not think it matters, but in a lot of players, you got to think about ego. Maybe Ayuk would fit, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. But you're already at a, th- at a high threshold at a position that you need to carry four or five guys. So can you afford to have three big stars? Now, the Raiders did this year with Jacoby, but Hunter. And, and, and whether or not you, you you could say, well, Hunter didn't play like an all-star or a, a great player last year or the year before. No no argument. But his contract was that of a – it was a very good contract for him. And that's how you have to look at that. So it's all a puzzle piece. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with this. I had to not end the podcast. I'm going to go on and talk about Raider needs and some free agents. Um. I had a general manager explain it to me one time like this. He threw some sand in a, uh, he said, if you throw some sand in a jar, then throw some big rocks and some medium rocks, there's not a whole lot of room for small rocks. But when you put the big rocks in first and then put the medium rocks, then the small rocks, and then dump the sand in and shake it down, let it fall down, it fits. Any of you that ever been on a vacation or you go somewhere, I pack and I'm like, oh, man, I don't have enough stuff. My wife is able to just pack my suitcase and you're like, wow, I don't know how she makes it fit. Same principle. So it's all about not just a player you want. It's a fit. Now, so let's go and let's talk about Raider needs. And then let's begin to um, talk about fit and money and all of that okay so i'm going to give you five big needs on this team they're not the only one i'm not saying they won't draft people at other positions okay but here are the beats first of all they're going to have to do something about quarterback okay you need at least one at least one now the decision is made what do you do Okay. I I briefly touched this yesterday, but I'll touch it again. We have been writing and warning about the cost of moving up. Here's why. It is a no-brainer if you feel like a quarterback is a generational franchise quarterback. You pay the price and you move up. Period. It's the most important position. It's too valuable. It's absolutely too valuable. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly 
give you an analogy. Now, we know football is not as important as life and death. I'm not trying to pretend that it is. But on a football team, that's the most important position. So you know what? You would say you have a nice car and a boat and maybe a membership to a country club. And something happens and your child needs surgery to save their life. But it's a surgery It's not a, in America that's not approved. So your insurance isn't going to cover it if you go to Europe or go somewhere else to have a surgery done. All of a sudden, you sell your boat, you sell your car, you get rid of your country club membership. Why? Because your child's more important. And again, I am not equating football to that. But on a football team, when you're building a football team, quarterback is that important. If you're not 100% sold, you've got the guy, then you constantly keep looking for the guy. You can hope somebody develops and becomes the guy until you got him or not. That said, then you have to decide, am I willing to move up? Am I willing to? That's a very big deal. Now, Mark Davis, to his credit, has allowed Telesco and AP to do whatever they feel like they have to do to get this franchise where it's stable and winning and in the playoffs every year. He deserves big kudos for that. Big kudos. You can't approach the draft in fear. So your decision can't be, I never move up because uh, I'm afraid if it doesn't work out, I'll lose my job. If you lead not to lose your job, you almost one guarantee you're always going to lose your job. It's like when people play the prevent. What does it prevent? Usually winning. So, again, you've got to determine, and this is only going to be Telesco and Pierce. No one else is going to be able to make this decision, including, you know, Mark Davis could say, I want that guy. Um, I know that above John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco, I was told by somebody directly involved that um, people above them said, we want Trey Lance. That's why the it, it didn't crush them as much um, when Trey got traded and proved not to be who the people above them thought he was. And, man, they were blessed because they had Brock Purdy. So they have to make the decision, is, is one of these guys our guy? Now, we know the top three. And when I say top three, <laughs> excuse me, I do not believe these are the top three quarterbacks in the draft. I personally don't believe this. Okay? But a lot of people do. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Okay? So now the Raiders have to make a decision. If they figure out one of those guys is generational, and let's use Jaden Daniels. I'm going to make it very clear. I think if the Raiders move up and get a quarterback, Jaden Daniels is the biggest target. I want to make that super clear. Now, if they move up into that top-tier spot, so let's say that they determine Jaden Daniels is a generational player. Okay, you go up and get him. Now, here's the problem. I mentioned this yesterday. I'm hearing number two is not going to be available. I'm hearing number one has not made a final decision. 
but it's pretty close and it may not be available. So to get it, you're going to have to not just pay what Carolina played to get Bryce Young. You're going to have to pay more than that. Or three with New England. Now they're going through a huge transition because there's been a massive vacuum of uh, leadership with Belichick gone. I believe they want to go quarterback based on people I'm talking to, but I also know it's the Patriots, and they like to trade back. So here's where I'm going with this one. If you decide Jaden Daniels is your guy, we want Jaden Daniels. There's a very good chance that Washington will take him. In fact, if Caleb goes one, uh, great chance that he goes. In fact, I, I would say this to you. I, I would – be stunned if they took Drake May over uh, Jane Daniels. So if you're going to move before the draft night, then you have to move to one. Period. Because if you go to three and Jane Daniels is the only one that you think worthy, can you imagine paying that price moving to three and he's not there? Now, if you think there are two guys, that you think, wow, they're all generational, okay? And you know two isn't going to be available. And again, I was told two is not available unless somebody does something stupid. So maybe you're willing to do that. But if you're not and you know two is not available, then if there's only two guys, you can't move to three. It's too big of a risk. Then... You have to wait till draft night. Well, here's the problem with draft night. The number one pick last year was available early on. I knew that at the combine. The Raiders had already called. Dave Ziegler had already called on the number one pick. What's the cost? They knew the cost. The cost was way too high. So they weren't willing to move there. Now, as it got closer to the draft and things shifted, one was not available. Okay. And then two, they knew the cost of two, but as they got close to the draft, some things were happening behind the scenes. So the closer you get to the draft and you give other teams more time to, to make their decision to interview players, to work them out, to spend time, watch tape, do their research. The more that goes into that, then you are risking, if I wait to make the trade till draft night, what's the cost going to be then? There's a saying in here in Vegas called the price of poker just went up. So those are all things that you have to look at with the quarterback position. Then, if you're not convinced one is a generational, or maybe you're convinced other places. For example, Michael Penix. Great quarterback. But he has a series of injury issues at different positions. So it's not just one thing. You can have your doctor say, yeah, it's great. He has shown some injury issues. Okay? So do you not – if you believe in him, you go get him. A lot of teams have questions because of that. So they're like, man, we, we would like to get Penix in the first and the second round. 
just because first-round draft picks are too valuable. And you don't want to waste a pick on a guy that's going to be injured. Okay, the Raiders last year looked at Tyree Wilson. One injury. Not an injury history. Had their doctors looked at him. They were they, they were confident he's going to be fine. So, but with Penix, with multiple and different, that's where the concern comes. This isn't me saying I don't think Penix is a good quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. But the best ability is available. Okay, then we look at Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is a great quarterback. I really like Bo Nix. Didn't have a whole a great senior bowl or, a, you know, the great postseason bowls. Not talking about actual game, but prep for the draft. Okay. There's some concern there. Okay. There's some concern about Nick's throwing accuracy, scrambling. Okay. But still, huge completion percentage. I think Bo Nix has a shot at being a really good quarterback. J.J. McCarthy. I mean, phenomenal. I, I The point is you're going to find warrants on every player. And it doesn't matter what you think, and it doesn't matter what I think. What matters is what does Tom Telesco and Antonio Pierce think? And I'm telling you, as of today, I believe if they were to move up today, it would be for Jaden. But long time before the draft, a lot of process to go through. So the first position is they've got to get a quarterback. Then they've got to look at interior offensive line. Okay, we know what they have with Dylan Parham. He's star. He's 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 a super good player. So you don't have to worry about Dylan. But then you look at Andre James. So what do they do? Do they move Dylan to center? All right, let's look at guard. Do you move Thayer into guard, who's a young player, has shown a lot of promise? Do you re-sign Greg Van Roten? He played very well. Do you get a right tackle, slide Illuminor inside? And there are a lot of questions, but they need interior alignment. You got, don't forget, you have Dalton Wagner on this squad, who's a UDF main from last year, who's a tackle. Okay, there's a lot of questions you have to look at. Do you go get them a bookend right tackle to go with Colton? A lot of people like that idea. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. But what do you do? Where are you looking? That's a big position of need in the draft. Next is, you know, they're looking on the defensive line. They've got some really good tackles. on. We, we know about Jerry Tillery. Adam Butler is there. Um, Hankins is there. And I know I'm leaving names out too, and this is why I hate to name names. But they've got some good tackles there. I mean, you, you saw Nesta and you saw young guys not even able to get on the, on the game day because of the way the vets were playing. Oh, Tyree is in there. So you know, do you say, okay, we want to go younger at defensive tackle? Or because those guys played so well, we're going to re-sign them. That's the Telesco issues. But if you decide to go younger, they need some tackles. So that's an issue. Next, offensive tackle. We talked about interior offensive line. 
but they need another offensive tackle. And you say, well, what about Thayer? Okay, maybe you've seen enough that you say you want Thayer to be your right tackle. But Thayer didn't beat out Jermaine Illuminor last year. And Jermaine Illuminor is so incredibly valuable because he plays multiple spots. So if you're able to put him someplace and leave him there, let's say you, let's say you go draft a right tackle. Okay, we're going to use Illuminor there, and Thayer's going to be our swing guy. Then you got Dylan Parham, or do you move him to center? Do you re-sign Andre? Well, I mean, all these different questions. But offensive line, they've got to draft some offensive linemen. Next is what are they going to do at running back? What are they going to do at running back? They've got some guys signed. Are they convinced that those guys are long-term people? You got Zeke. What do you do about Josh? I believe, based on information that I have today, I believe there is a very good chance that they'll be bringing uh, Josh back. Good chance. Not calling it definitively done. He wants to be here. The Raiders want him. But now it all comes down to money. It all comes down to money. And it's going to be Tom Telesco putting his stamp on it. Now, I want to address the Telesco issue. A lot of people, to be negative about him, have mentioned the salary cap, or their $40 million over the cap in Los Angeles with the Chargers. That is a very fair criticism because he's the general manager. But ownership handled contracts there. Not as much Telesco. Telesco has a great team, and the Raiders have a great salary cap team. Great salary cap team. If you didn't read the article I wrote on Telesco and addressing the salary cap back during Super Bowl week, you should go back and read it. Very, very powerful article. And where, where he talks about his uh, salary cap team. So Telesco now has to go in and look and say, okay, I'm not Ziegler. Maybe my percentages are different. Where is my board? Then he sits down with AP and says, okay, here's the board. This is where we want to be, to be financially viable. AP may say, okay, at this position, I want these guys. And then Telesco has to make the decision. Okay, that takes us above the percentage. <clears throat> where do you want to cut? And Telesco may say, no, I'm not willing to do that. Because Telesco has to think, okay, what about when Parham's deal comes up? We want to keep Parham. See, that's where um, teams that draft really well, let's go to the Eagles for a second, okay? They've done a terrific job of drafting, so they're able to let some veterans go because they developed young guys behind them. This is why sometimes teams will drive draft players at a position that's not a need because they know coming up, this guy's played so well, he's going to get paid big money and he's not going to fit within our percentages. So those are some of the key needs. We know there are other needs. We know that those aren't the only ones, but those are the ones pressing right now. I think if the Raiders could get a, you know, a number one corner, that would be huge. We know Jack Jones, and we know um, Nate Hobbs. Okay? You need a lot of corners. You've seen a lot from Amik. He's a guy, so if you can make the money work, do you keep Amik? 
I think there's I think you certainly should try. And don't forget your Corian Bennett. This is a young man with humongous upside. Humongous. So there's a lot there. When you start looking at Meek and you start looking at Jacorian, Faison's still here. You may say, well, I don't like Faison, but you know what? Maybe because of the percentages and where money goes, you're going to have to pay Hobbs if you want to keep Hobbs. What if there's, you're going to have to pay Jack Jones if he stays on his current trajectory? So my first mock draft had them taking Terry and Arnold out of Alabama. And then, bam, there are your three starting corners. Tarion, the outside, probably a boundary. Could play field, either one. You got Nate in the slot and Jack Jones. And isn't Jack Jones, I mean, he's good at slot, I mean, at field and at boundary, but in the boundary, man, he can just do magic. Anyways, the, the, the point I'm trying to relate to you is is it's all a juxtaposing and so as we're heading into this draft season as we're heading into free agency you need to understand they're prioritizing who do we want to resign and what do we have to go sign who are free agents where's the percentages it is a massive chess match it's not just Go sign that guy. Go sign that guy. That's not what it is. Now, the Raiders have made it clear. They're not trading Devontae Adams. And I don't think they should. Unless somebody's willing to be stupid. And then every player not named Max Crosby is available. If you're willing to pay something stupid. But it's just like selling the team. Mark Davis shouldn't sell the team. It's his team. He's done a great job. He's built the wealth. But if somebody comes off for some stupid money, okay, maybe. But he has a very large net worth, and he may say, I'm not interested in selling it no matter what. Whatever. The point is, is, is Raiders have made that clear. So you know they're not in rebuilding mode. I have not yet talked about that in the podcast, but this is really important. The fact that they've made it clear Devontae's not available is them saying we are not in rebuild mode. Let's go. Let's go. And I think that is a small nugget that should bring a great joy to a lot of Raiders who agree with my assessment that it's not a rebuild. Now, Somebody comes along and offers something stupid, which I think the Jets could. I do. I think they could. If they come and offer something stupid, and it happens, it doesn't mean they're not in a rebuild mode. I mean, it doesn't mean that they are in a rebuild mode. It just means somebody offered us something stupid. So there's where all of the um, situation falls out. An explanation of the salary cap. Looking at team needs, and then you go through, is there, is there somebody on the, the roster who can fill this need? Is there somebody on another roster that can fill a need either through free agency or the draft? Is there, 
is this a position I want to fill in the draft? See, it's it's not just knowing who's in the draft. Do you remember years ago, um, Ron Wolf was the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. And Ron Wolf um, needed a quarterback desperately. Well, he had knowledge of Brett Favre. So he goes and gets Brett Favre, and Brett Favre fails the physical. And Ron Wolf says, pass him. I don't care. Pass him. And Brett Favre goes on to have a Hall of Fame career. You don't know that maybe there's a guy Telesco's aware of. This is why you constantly have your you have you have your pro scouting people who only their job is to only scout every other team. So you know everybody in the league. You know the guys who aren't in the league. So Telesco may say, hey, you know what, guys? I know we have the green light from you, Mr. Davis, to go up. Here's a guy I'm well aware of. I'm willing to put my future on. That's our guy. Okay? However it happens. So all of this is going on right now. And I can tell you as of today, which is February the 15th, no decision has been made yet on what the Raiders are doing at their number 13 position with a specific player. I think they have a lot of ideas. I think they are investigating every one of them. But I can tell you, no decision has been made yet. So what they're doing is, is they're in that information gathering stage. Telesco's gone over his salary cap. He's in the process of, of, of evaluating who's on his roster right now. He already knows who's on other people's rosters. And they're going through draft, preparing for who do they want to interview at the Combine? Who are they going to want to bring in? That's not even set yet because there's going to be some guys at the Combine who maybe they don't interview, but some Combine numbers or watching film really intrigues them. So they want to bring them in for a visit. So a lot going on there. And that's where the Raiders are today. It's an evaluation. And I want to make this clear once again. I am a person who believes they need to draft a quarterback every year till you know you have one. And then if you're not sure of your backup, you keep drafting one every year till you find one. In the backup position, you constantly want fresh talent at the quarterback spot. So there you go, everybody. That's just a briefing of where they are coming into draft season, coming into free agency. And I hope this allows you to kind of get a mindset of where the Raiders are and what they're thinking about. It's going to be exciting times. Lots of lots of really great stuff coming up. Don't forget, if you join me in San Antonio next Tuesday night, go to the Black Hole chapter to get all the information that you need. Thank you for joining us, the, the San Antonio Black Hole Facebook page to get all the information you need. Follow me on IG, Hondo SR. Follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hope that you have a wonderful day. Be blessed. God bless you. And, of course, see you tomorrow. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 